You do it. Hey, it's Evan Liv, and we're your meta psychics. I give you a B plus. Oh, it was way better than a B plus. <laughs> all right, guys, here we are again to give you all the spoopy things that you want, but I don't want to do it. If you guys weren't here last podcast, go check that one out first because we were talking about haunted locations and we got so excited that we went on for so long that we had to make a part two with Liv's stories. And by we, she means her. (laughs) So we're going to talk about a real fizzucked up person that kind of makes me feel bad talking about them because I feel like they shouldn't get any notoriety, but you know. It's what you guys want. I don't want. even think it's notoriety because I feel like she doesn't like the things that she did. Or like is scared by it. Refused to sympathize. Mm. Now she's scared because she's a little bitch and can't well, fucking deal with what she did. I'm aware, but I don't think you're like notoriety, no, no, that word to her because, <laughs> <laughs> because you're just throwing all of her fear in her face. I guess so. So we're going to talk about... Madame LaLaurie in the LaLaurie Mansion. She just hit all of the buttons. I did. I hit. Wow. That one. The blue button is spoopy. Remember that for next time. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So let's start. Let's start off with the history of this broad. Yeah. She's a. Uh, Liv is really nervous, which is interesting because it, she chose this story. <laughs> I chose this story when we were BSing on Thursday when I was talking to the soul of Dracula. When you had big spiritual balls. Yeah, <laughs> those are not those are not here today. So they, uh, are gone. First off, uh, we were talking about you know doing haunted locations and using her mediumship to kind of tell you what actually happened. So she was asking me about this woman, and the first thing I saw was this woman in a fancy ass dress, like she was like upper class high class woman and she was standing on a whole bunch of bodies that were like gray mutilated like pieces of bodies and she was standing on top of them looking down her nose at me but I also saw like a white woman like a woman that is white skin white hair white dress and how she explains herself to me, she's like a spiritual being. She's not like a human spirit, but she explains herself in a similar manner to like the Wizard of Oz and the two witches, the Wicked Witch of the West and the Good Witch of the East. She is kind of like the Good Witch of the East, and this woman that we're about to talk to, uh, about is the Wicked Witch of the West. So it was kind of her way of explaining vaguely like she's kind of got a balancing act almost but it's more than that because I'm a human it's hard to explain something like that to a human but uh I think she chills out with this this lovely woman gross it's disgusting yeah what okay. <laughs> she's really not looking forward to it <laughs> yeah you get to uh put your medium hat on while I just talk about things that I wrote about this morning while this lady tried to uh make her innocence clear which is not a thing in my eye so you know you can try to sway me spooky woman but it ain't gonna work still did bad things so take that all right her full name is marie delphine mccarthy or mccarty 
and she was born in 1787 and died in 1849. And uh, Madame LaLaurie's real name, as I said, was Delphine. But she's also called Madame Blanc because of her third marriage, second marriage. She's called Madame LaLaurie because of her third marriage. Sorry. So she was a New Orleans socialite, but also a serial killer who is best known for torturing and murdering her innocent slaves in her household. And uh, this was happening during the Spanish colonial period in Louisiana. So her Irish immigrant grandfather came to French Louisiana And this is what she had me write down because I got a couple different sources for my information. One was a podcast and a couple other ones were online sources. But this online source that I saw is the only one that mentioned it. And she's like, see, this is one of the reasons that I like did the things that I did. And I'm like, whatever. Mm -hmm. So she had me write down that at the age of four, she experienced the Haitian Revolution and the subsequent slavery revolts that were causing fear in slaveholders and the slaveholders in response to having all of these slaves revolt and have uprisings against their slave owners. They like to practice more disciplined brutality. So (laughs) that's how they dealt with it. So... At four years old, she was like, I saw a lot of this, so, you know, I was scared. I'm like, that is not an excuse. That is the sorriest excuse for being an absolute monster of an individual, so suck it. So. I mean, I don't know what she saw, though. Well, she also had probably a terrible upbringing because in the year 1800, at the age of 13, she married Don Ramon, and Don Ramon was actually had a big old fancy title because he was a high-ranking Spanish officer in Louisiana. It was like Don Ramon de Lopez y Angulo, I think. I'm really bad at Spanish, guys. It's not a good language for me. Like when they roll ours, you know, I can never do that. (laughs) Wow. I don't understand. I don't think I have the genetic capability. Yeah, I don't have the genetic genetic capability to roll. gelatin. Yeah. Sorry. To roll R's. I always spelled, felt inferior in Spanish class to a T. That's how I make that noise. Rolling your R's? Uh-huh. Well, then you say Don Ramon de Lopez's name. I can't read for the shit. <laughs> Just letting you know. That's why I haven't read Harry Potter. <laughs> because you can't pronounce words? Yeah. Reading is hard, guys. Mm. Well, I mean, I don't know. Don Ramon had a long, cool name that I cannot pronounce. <laughs> um, So... I guess because of his high-ranking whatever as a Spanish officer, he and, I don't know, we'll call her Delphine because I think that's interesting. Uh, Delphine were traveling to Spain, and on their way to Spain, she was pregnant with their first child. Well, he kind of foobarred the trip because he decided to die. And He decided. Uh, it was a decision of his. Yeah, he decided to die on the way there. And she was like, oh, Don Ramon, how inconvenient of you. And then she gave birth to their first child uh, the next day. And I guess she had an even fancier long name than his, like actually two sentences of a name. And uh, they called her Porquita. That is what I remember. This girl? The first daughter, yeah. Oh, the daughter, okay. She had a real, real long name, but they called her lovingly Porquita. Porquita. You're welcome. So, first husband died, decided to die. Let's keep that clear. Decided. 
kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I kid. I kid. (laughs) So in the year 1808, she married her second husband and his name was Jean Blanc. Hence why people also called her Madame Blanc. If you don't know, Blanc means white, I believe. Blanco. I just know un blanc chosette means one white sock. Yeah. Because that's what my mom wanted to name Kate because she has one white sock. (laughs) That's horrible. Yep. Anyways. (laughs) In 1808, she married Jean Blanc for her second husband, and he purchased 409 Royal Street for them, which later became known as the Villa Blanc. But after she had four kids for him, he also decided to die in 1816 decided again it was a good eight-year run god you guys just gotta stop deciding to die oh no wait one two three yeah four kids four kids decided to have four kids with him and then he was like nope i gotta go wheels up peace out it's a lot of children the best part is that they're all named marie (laughs) yeah that is so an italian thing I also think it's fun. Well, she's not even Italian. I know, she's but Irish. it's an Italian thing. <laughs> My mom's name is, her, her middle name is Marie. I'm pretty sure all of her sister's middle name is, are Marie. Everybody's name, middle name is Marie. Well, let's also talk about that Delphine's actual name is Marie Delphine McCarthy. Yeah. You know. That sounds really, really like they're very confused. They just don't have a lot of women names. You know what I'm saying? So her name is Marie. And then she names all three of her daughters Marie. Yeah. I forget what Borquita's first name was, but I'm sure there's Marie Marie. in it. (laughs) So we have Marie Louise Pauline, Louise Marie Lori, Marie Louise Janine, and then Jean-Paul and Blanc. You're welcome. I just think that's hilarious. That would be like me naming all of my children Olivia. Yeah. I feel like that's that was a thing. This is an Italian thing. Italians do that maybe. I'm Italian. I don't want to do that. I'm surprised that my middle name isn't Marie. I would be highly confused. <laughs> Sorry, she's dissing me. She's like, well, that's because you're a, a lowly peasant and you wouldn't understand. You like, wouldn't understand naming all of your children Marie. So since you're talking to her. Does she refer to them as Marie? She's like Marie and all of them come to the her. Like a herd of cats? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to talk to her anymore. <laughs> Ignoring that Marie. She was also married in St. Louis Cathedral Basilica in New Orleans to one of her husbands, if not all. I don't know. So, 1808, Jean Blanc decided to die. Again, decided. Decided to die. Yes. And, um... It was highly inconvenient because she waited a little bit longer this time for her third marriage marriage to uh, get married again. Because in 1825, she married her first husband, her third husband. But plot twist. One of her daughters had scoliosis or some sort of spine issue from swerving carriage lanes. And my take on it is that she ran an illegal carriage racing place shenanigans shenanigans because what else do rich white girls name maria do am i right so anyways race what carriages <laughs> race carriages illegally it is uh it's a i think it's a, a rap lyric i got scoliosis from swerving lanes it might be drake but i'm not sure i don't listen to the rap music i'm just around people that listen to it and then i hear things why is that a thing yes got it wait <laughs> scoliosis from swerving lanes why is that a uh 
of rap lyrics. Because rappers, I am quite sure, just like to spew things that are funny out of their mouths that mm. rhyme. You're Hence pretty sure. Bradley's existence. <laughs> so, scoliosis from Sorving Lanes met a doctor, and he was much younger than Madame Blanc because he was younger. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I'm sorry. She's really nervous. Can you tell, guys? Yeah, I'm trying really hard to just keep everything out. So, yeah, no. Anyways, so the chiropractor slash physician that ended up helping her daughter, Marie, of the three Maries, she ended up marrying him. And his name was Leonard Luis Nicolas LaLaurie. And they ended up, well, not they, she ended up buying property after they got married in 1825 at 1140 Royal Street. And she managed the property on her own, supposedly, supposedly, with little involvement from her husband, Mr. LaLaurie. So in 1832, she had a two-story mansion built on the lot that she bought at 1140 Royal Street, complete with an attached slave quarters, which is great, where she lived there with her, 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 so wait, were there slaves in the slave quarters? Yes. Or those were just like the ones that were like not, you know. Yeah. Those were just the ones that were being kept good to keep well, up the show. And none of them were taken care of good, but it had an Better. attached <laughs> slave quarters. Okay. Go on. And that is where she lived with her two daughters and I think one of her sons, the last one, Jean Pauline, lived there too. So, uh, yeah. Apparently, according to the neighbors, because what else do you do in 1835 besides neighbor watch when it's hot in Louisiana? Try not to get eaten by, like, crocodiles and go noodling. I don't know. What do you do in Louisiana in 1835? Try not to die of malaria? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's in Louisiana. (laughs) Swamps. Swamp. Uh, Find Shrek. What? Find Shrek. Shrek is in swamps, no? (laughs) I don't think Shrek lives in a swamp in Louisiana. How do you know? I thought Shrek was supposed to be Scottish. He has the Scottish accent. I thought he was from Faraway Landville thing. <laughs> Faraway Landville thing. Go on. Maybe it was Shrek's cousin. Maybe he's got extended family that are Louisiana French. <laughs> You're a towel. <laughs> So when the neighbors weren't looking for Shrek, they were apparently peeping on Madame LaLaurie's new house, where frequently they spotted her and her husband fighting. Domestic scuffles, if you will. So they were like, you know, it's a little fishy. He's already like 25 years younger than her. So what's the problem? You know, she's like an old bat. She should be happy with a spry little chiropractor. You know, let's see. So apparently their marriage was so bad that Madame LaLaurie picked up her petticoats and walked herself down to the first judicial district district court and pled for a separation of bed and board from Leonard, <laughs> which I think is so funny. Next time Bradley pisses me off, I'm going to say I am going to go down to the courthouse and file petition for removal of bed and board if you do not turn down the which, television. What does that mean? Bed and board means she doesn't want him... Legally, I believe they're still married, but also legally it means that she doesn't want him to be in her house or sleep in her bed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Legally. 
cannot do this. Because uh, you have to remember, the other two marriages that she had, the only reason she wasn't married to them wasn't because of divorce, but because they decided to die. Decided. Yes. Again. <laughs> so she left. She lived with those people, though. Yeah. But they were just really old, so they died. And now she's with a, a young whippersnapper, and he's yeah. deciding to live. He's deciding to live, and she will not have any of it. <laughs> she says, sir, get I only out of my house. really old guys so that they can die. Decide to die. But I, I needed someone to fix my daughter's back. So how do you pay for medical bills in uh, 1835 in Louisiana? You marry the doctor. <laughs> End of story. Then petition for him to not sleep in your bed any longer. Yeah. Problem solved. So I guess her two children, the two daughter children that lived with her, as well as her son, also went to the first court with her and were like, yes, we think that our stepdad is not being good. Um, And she said that her husband, quote, treated her in such a manner as to render their living together unsupportable. I do declare. (laughs) I just think it's so funny. What? That he's not allowed in her room? Or bed or house. Yeah. She's just, just like, I just don't like you anymore. Um, <laughs> our living condition is unsupportable. So I just need you to well, support where was me financially, but not physically. <laughs> what? So where did he go then? See, that's where it gets fishy because fishy. he apparently had this first court decree or whatever. But a few years later, I think, yeah, a few years later, she uh, her she had a, a bit of a scuffle with her house, and it got set on fire. And he was there when the house was on fire. And it wasn't like a, I'm popping in for tea with my stepchildren. It was like he lived there and came out of the house. So it's speculation about their uh, marital happenings. But in addition to the neighbors seeing and noticing how their marriage wasn't going very well, there was also other things that were going on in the Lelori Mansion. The blue button. We found it, my dude. (laughs) So, in addition to domestic scuffles, there was also a time that the neighbors noticed Madame LaLaurie outside chasing one of the slave girls with a whip. I mean, what would you do if you saw someone chasing a child with a whip? I would probably run the other way. (laughs) You wouldn't call the police like her neighbors? Maybe after I ran away. Oh, okay. Maybe after, okay. That's My a, ear hurts really bad right now. It's uh, legitimate. So they noticed her on the, like, veranda chasing one of her slaves who was 8 to 12 years old. And her name was Leah. And the chase escalated, literally and figuratively, to the top of the house in which Leah ended up either being pushed or falling off of the roof to her death. And when people tried to figure out what happened, eyewitness accounts and the neighbors dictated or came to the conclusion that the reason Madame LaLaurie decided to chase poor Leah off the roof with a whip was because when she was brushing her hair, she got her hair caught in a knot and pulled too hard. Where's her mom? Whose mom? The little girl. I think she was a slave there. She was alive? I assume so. I think she's the one screaming. Probably because she saw her daughter tumble off of the Did third floor. Her? I'm sure if you're working in the house as a slave, 
My ear hurts. Yeah, I feel like I can hear a body hitting the ground. Oh, cool. Yeah. Probably is not the Yeah, there's like thing. a very concerned woman here that's like very angry about it, and it's her mom. I would be angry too. I feel like her name started with a T. She's cute. I assume so. So, anyways, while M talks to the spirits that I do not want to, <laughs> I have a hard time talking to human spirits because mm. it's like when I'm reading someone, they'll be like, "Oh, there's an old person here. You're the grandma, right?" And they're like holding a plate of cookies. I'm like, "Are you actually a grandma?" <laughs> it seems very suspicious that you're holding cookies. How I know I'm not making this up because most grandmas have cookies. You know what I'm saying? My grandmas were dead before they gave me cookies, except for one. They were all burnt cookies, too. When I get human things, I'm like, are you sure this is really happening? Because it seems oddly suspicious. Maybe that's why I'm better at people, because everyone in my family died, and I never had, like, family. So when they tell me things, I'm like, oh, this is what people in normal families do? Well, I don't know. It's just, like, how they represent people on, like, TV, like, spongebob's grandma has cookies she feeds them all to patrick i mean they're still cookies because she's an old grandma people associate grandmothers with cookies i'm not sure why so anyways (laughs) the neighbors called the cops and the cops came and i guess during this time in louisiana obviously you were allowed to own slaves which is not cool um but in addition to allowing people to have slaves there was the stipulation of that you were not allowed to have cruel, unusual, or brutal treatment towards your slaves, which I want to see that rule and see what the actual, like, stipulations for cruel, unusual, or brutality towards well, slaves was. They treated slaves like livestock. So which is be, horrible. I mean, I know. That's brutal. But it could be worse <laughs> than just, like, housing slaves. You could be, like, doing what this woman does to them. So... She got the popo called on her. And they're like, you know, LaLaurie, you might be a Louisiana socialite, but your neighbors are concerned. There's a dead body in your front yard. (laughs) And uh, a lot of your husbands have decided to die. So we're going to have to take a looky-see inside your house and make sure that you're a... Wait. What happened to her husbands? I guess she wouldn't, like, do weird things to her husbands because she had that young one and she tried to just, like, legally move them out of her house yeah i see suspicious <laughs> i'm just trying to make it less scary i mean i know okay but i don't see why she wouldn't just like off some other dude you know i mean the first time she was 14 and so what by 1808 is when the first one died and she was married in 1800 at age 13 so 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 she was 21 when she had a kid if that Got you. So. Congratulations. You're a medium. So. Congratulations. The popo go into the house and they're like, you know, you might be a socialite, but you're also a bastard. You are mistreating your slaves. So we are going to confiscate them from you and you are not allowed to have slaves again. And she was like, oh, rats. So since slaves were property, they impounded them and then sold them off at like a foreclosure auction, basically. But because Madame LaLaurie was the socialite that she was, she just got her friends together, 
sent them to the impound auction for her slaves so they could buy her slaves back and then she could buy them back from her friends. So anyways, anywho, she bought her slaves back because she is a backhanded broad of badness. Absolute badness. No, she's going to... uh Take it out on them. them for it. Uh-huh. Even though they had nothing to do with it. Exactly. So, the years go by. No big deal. Madame Malory keeps her status title of a socialite, doing whatever rich white women in Louisiana do in the 1840s. And all of a sudden, one day, they notice smoke coming from her house. So, the fire marshals get called by, again, the nosy neighbors who are trying to get into Shrek Swamp to no avail, so they decide that it's easier to just look at their neighbors and eavesdrop, whatever. But honestly, I think the neighbors end up being, like, the heroes of the story. If it wasn't for nosy neighbors, she wouldn't have gotten caught. I mean, I guess. I mean, I feel like she would have gotten caught eventually. Peeping Toms or heroes without capes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> So anyways, people notice smoke coming from her house and they call the fire marshals. The fire marshal and the judge go down there and they like break through the one door and the fire marshals are met by a woman in the kitchen where the smoke is coming from. And this woman is not just happily going about her business because she accidentally burned some cookies. She was a 70 year old slave woman chained to the stove in the kitchen And when the fire marshals got there asking how the fire had started, she started cursing them out and saying, I started the fire, you idiots. I was trying to kill us all. And now you're going to ruin it. Yeah. So she didn't chain herself to the stove, which is what I thought she meant. No. Madame LaLaurie had a 70-year-old woman chained to the stove in the kitchen. And I guess this woman had started the fire on purpose because, I don't know, LaLaurie's eggs Benedict weren't to her liking, so this woman knew that she was going to get in trouble. So she didn't want to, and she knew that bad things happened in the house. So she's like, I have been talking to everybody, and we've (laughs) made the executive decision that death is better than existing here. light the house on fire and die with the house. (laughs) Yeah, because it's better than existing here. Yeah. So while they were trying to get everyone out of the house and were obviously noticing that there was still slave brutality and cruel and unusual punishment, they were trying to go up to the attic to make sure that nobody would be stuck in the attic as the house was burning. So Madame LaLaurie fought tooth and nail to keep the fire marshals out of the attic. Like she did not want them going up there. Once they finally pushed her scrawny little socialite body out of the way and said, bitch, move. They were met with a gruesome sight in the attic. When they opened the door, there was about a dozen slaves, but not just hanging out. <laughs> so according this was the torture chamber. Yes. This was what the slaves had been telling them, which was if you go up to the attic, you don't return. So there is about twelve people up there, both male and female, and the torture and mutilation ranged from being strung up on the walls and shackled in chains with your intestines cut open and rung around you like a hula hoop to having your bones broken and then reset and put in a dog cage so that your bones would heal and you would look like a crab. There was apparently buckets haphazardly strewn 
across the room with human heads and severed limbs and people on makeshift operating tables in varying states of decapitation or mutilation. Varying states of decapitation. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there were multiple states. Yeah. The scariest one was a man that had been castrated and shackled on the wall with a stick protruding from the top of his head used to stir his brains. Gross. So she was not a cool person. But yeah. Not even a person if that. As a psychic medium, the stuff that I see upstairs is very strange. It's kind of like in a dark pool of little dark weird things. I see like dark spider things that aren't spiders, but they like have a lot of legs that move all around. But the thing that is the most present, because I feel like there's a lot of dark skittery things that don't really have like a conscious. They're just like energy things. But I see like... A little girl that is up in the attic and the little girl is a spiritual being but she is like kind of off like she's got darkness associated with her so for the longest time I was like so are you like a good thing or a bad thing because I'm very confused and she explains it kind of like if you've ever seen American Horror Story in the Asylum series There was a character called the Angel of Death, and the Angel of Death would give the people in the series the kiss of death. And in the series, these people were tortured. They were crazy. They had a lot of different things that were happening to them, and the only way to escape the the asylum was death. And that was like a very peaceful, very like wanted freedom for them. And that's where the kiss of death from the angel of death comes from. And she is kind of like that. She is like, she told me that she's like the loss of innocence because all these really horrible things have happened. But her energy is very like calm and peaceful, but she is very dark in the sense because it is death. So people are a little bit afraid of it. But in this scenario, she sits up here and is that comforting hand bringing them over to the other side horrifying absolutely horrifying m shrugs her shoulders like "Eh, it's just what it is she she's one of the only things in the house that isn't like angry or have a very skewed perception of things she's like a outsider and that's why she's the one like being my tour guide so to speak because when i when i watch scary things I usually get a tour guide. I usually, um, like I said in the last one, I usually find like a human spirit that will stand in front of me and explain things to me so that I don't indirectly talk to really dark things. And she is the one that is kind of standing in front of me for all the other spiritual beings. So. So she's not dark. She's just, she deals with darkness. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't, it's just horrible. Like, she had ripped their fingernails out. She had sewn their hands to their bodies as what I would like to think as a way for them to not move away from her. Like, cause if your hands are sewn to your body, you're not going to try and like use them to ward somebody off. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's horrible. Also in my notes, I put shackles since there were so many people like shackled to walls and I guess they had big giant, like 
um, collars on that were spiked so you couldn't move your head. It was like a very restrictive position. And I put shackles and from fucking where? Home Depot? Like, I know it's 1835, but where the fuck do you get shackles? Like, it's going to, like, Walmart. I don't know. She's a socialite. <laughs> she could just get whatever she wants. Isn't that how that works? Let me just walk up to you with a martini in hand with no AC and tell you casually that I need 12 <laughs> sets of shackles ASAP. Are you kidding me? How does you one know, strike that know, into normal civil conversation? Maybe she dated a blacksmith. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the year's 1834 and it's fucking, they got wild sales on shackles, guys. <laughs> God. Jesus Christ. So, oh, I forgot the best one. The best one of what? One of her other things was um, there were people in dog cages that were covered in honey and then doused well, in fire ants. Yeah. That was, that was a good one. That's just so sadistic. I mean, yeah. I mean, we were talking during the YouTube video like, oh, well, how did she, like, come up with all of these, like, horrible ideas? Because, like, usually serial killers have, like, weird sadistic things, right? But I feel like, I don't know, they can't be this bad. Like, brain stirring? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, because it's not, it's not about, like, an anger. Because I was like, well, why did she do all of it's these like things? It's like a sadistic fascination. Like, there's yeah. something wrong with her. Because usually if there's, like, a motive because this spirit is trying to explain, like, I was screwed up because I watched this stuff, but it was like, it wasn't that you were angry at this stuff. It was that you just had this weird curiosity because you don't like do these kinds of forms of torture out of anger. Yeah. If you're scared of something, that is not how you deal with it. I'm sorry. So whatever malarkey she's trying to feed to me, I was like, you can shut the fuck oh. up. <laughs> and it, it like annoys me even more because... There was, um, there was Judge Jean Francos, Francos, Judge uh, Jean Francos was one of the first people to enter, and uh, remember how we talked about how LaLaurie tried to get her husband to, like, be out of her board and bed and whatever? Well, he was there when the fire happened in 1834, and when the judge walked out to him, because he was supposedly supposed to be, I assume, the man of the house, Judge Jean was like, dude, what the fuck? And... Mr. LaLaurie literally said, some people had better stay at home rather than come to others' houses and dictate how dictate laws and meddle with other people's business. So, like, that tell me, tells me that this mofo knew what the fuck was going on and didn't say shit. Or maybe... Was a part of it? Because yeah. there was makeshift operating tables and he was a goddamn physician, quote, quote. Like, maybe she had that whatever written up. Because they wanted to make it look like he wasn't in the house doing weird things. And she, as a woman, wouldn't be able to, like, do really weird things because she's frail and whatever. Oh, so you thought that they were both trying to cover each other's asses? I don't know. It's disgusting. <laughs> it would make sense. So, once the uh, fire marshals were able to get most of the people out, um, including the slaves, a lot of them that were still alive in the attic died of smoke inhalation but there were a few surviving slaves and they took them to the jail kind of as like a holding area because they didn't know what to do because they're like well Lori can't have them back so i guess we're gonna have to impound them again god i fucking hate people people are the worst i don't understand how people can think another person is property it's oh, yeah <laughs> absolutely despicable it just makes me angry anyways that's what i think that's why this scary this story is so much scarier to me because it's like 
hate that people are the worst. Anyways, um, so the people from the town, after seeing the evacuation and the fire and everything, went down to the jail to see for themselves what was going on. And when they saw the state in which the slaves were in, they were pissed. So they got a real big angry mob, chased Madame LaLaurie and her children out of the house while they were like trying to do whatever after the fire and literally ripped the house apart. They said that there was nothing left except for the bare walls and the foundation of the house. It's like they burned, pillaged, and got everything out of the house. And in response, LaLaurie fled to Mobile, Alabama, and then to Paris with her children until she died. Because what else does a bitch do? (laughs) Pieces out like a bitch. Like a coward? Coward. So, uh, makes me angry. But I guess, according to French archives, she died in 1849 at the age of 62 from a quote-unquote boar hunting accident. But if you go to St. Louis Cemetery Number 1, uh, I think it's still there. I'm not sure. They didn't say if the, the copper plate was still there. But somebody who worked in St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 found in the 1930s a copper plate that said her name and that she died at age 60-something in 1842. So unto the hauntings because <laughs> that's what everybody wants right right or something you just got screaming in your ears yes that's good what they're screaming in my right ear yeah that's called spirit i mean i know okay but who's screaming um is it lot. actually screaming well, I get pressure in my ear when spirits want to say something and I'm ignoring them. So. I get whistling. Like, sheesh. Also, sometimes I just get the inability to hear things, you know, normal things. Interesting. I hate it. It hurts. Turn your head off like I did. Oh, if I turn it off, it makes it worse. Turn it off. Worse. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, so since the building was burned and then an angry mob came and, like, ransacked the place, the building was unsalvageable. So the building that now stands in the same spot, I think, what was it, 1149 Royal Street or something like that, um, is not the original building in which Madame LaLaurie lived, which is interesting because when I was researching this topic, I was seeing a house that was white and it had, you know, two stories and then an attic. Psychically. Psychically, yeah. And there was like almost like a um like a terrace or a veranda that um Leah fell off of and things like that, but I saw it like a very I don't know, old timey white house, like um very southern style, I would say. But um the fact that when I I was looking at the pictures this morning, I was like, That's not the house that I see. Not to say that everything that I see is right. Like, it's highly modernized. Yeah. So, like, the new place is highly modernized. Well, it's also really ugly. I mean, I know. It doesn't look like a mansion. It looks like a business building. Yeah. So. So, because it was so wrecked, they basically knocked everything down and built a new building right where the old uh, LaLaurie mansion stood. So, the building that you can see in Louisiana is no longer the same building that she lived in or where the fire took place, but it is the same property. They just built a new building over top of it. And um, the really gruesome stories that I was just telling you about, like the, the brain stirring and the crab lady and stuff like that in the cages, those were depicted in the newspaper that was there that happened 
in in the 1830s in New Orleans called the New Orleans Bee. And they say that some of the depictions of the atrocities in the attic that I said could be false because the person that wrote the article was a neighbor of Madame LaLaurie. And he was younger for her and kind of had a crush on her. And his unrequited love, they say, is what forced him or made him write more gruesome, mean things about what actually happened. So what we talked about could be wrong in the... Could be over-dramatized. Yes. Because he was angry that he couldn't be in a relationship with this woman. Yes. But they did find slaves upstairs shackled and changed chains and being tortured to some extent and it went as far as when they built the new building that stands there today when they were digging up the ground to put in the new foundation of the new building they found human remains at least 12 complete skeletons and one of a child as well as one male skeleton or skeleton that had a hole in the top of its head that could presumably be a the brain stirring nasty thing. Experimental brain stirring. Yeah. <laughs> Such so. a technical term there. <laughs> technical. God. Disgusting. Uh-huh. I'm laughing because I'm nervous. Uh, yeah. Nervous laughter. <laughs> All right. So after the new building was built, it was an all-girls school in 1874. And because it was 1874, I should specify that first it was an all-white girls school. But that didn't last very long because good old progressive New Orleans, the place where you could own slaves, but they had stipulations on brutality, decided to have a segregationist board come forward and they converted the school into an all black girl school. But that also only lasted for a year because children were coming up to teachers with scratches and scars and like whip marks on their arms and legs and they all said that they suffered physical assault from a woman who carried a whip so they decided to ixnay the black all-girls school because the uh phantom woman with the whip was trying to assault children physically yeah but i don't know that that's her what do you think i think your idea of the scary thing using the image of her to scare people is correct Okay, so uh, what I was seeing in the YouTube video is I don't see her in this location. I see something that looks like her or is trying to look like her because I feel like she is afraid to go back to this location, which is why she haunts another place that we're going to get into. But there are a lot of angry souls of the people that she tortured that are there. So she does not want to be anywhere like near that location. So again, like I said, there's a lot of dark energy around here because a lot of dark things happened. So there, a lot of times dark things will make themselves look like other things that people already know because it makes it scarier. So I think there is a thing that is puppeting an image of her around doing crazy things like this. I think that's very consistent. Because it's actively haunting things, too, not residually. Yeah. So. <sighs> so the first school didn't work. The second school only lasted a year. And uh, then it was turned into a furniture store. And the guy who owned the furniture store started experiencing black goo being strewn all over his inventory. So he thought that it was vandalism. So like any good shop owner would do, that's a dude. He, uh. 
stayed up all night with a shotgun <laughs> to catch the vandals who were putting goo all over his furniture. At night. At night. <laughs> and the walls oozed green slime. The hash slinging slasher. You're welcome. <laughs> Gotta get some sort of happiness in this. <laughs> so I guess in the middle of the night, wielding his shotgun, he heard a noise. And when he turned back around, no one was in his building, but there was goo everywhere. So he was like, this is disgusting and highly creepy. I'm a head out. So he did. <laughs> and uh, then I guess in the 1890s and 1840s, well, the 1840s, People, some, oh, in the 1840s, another dude decided to try and buy the place. And he was like, this is a sweet, sick, uh, what is it? Sick pad. I think I'm going to hang out here for a while. But uh, that only lasted three months because he said the hauntings were so intense that he couldn't stand it anymore. And then he sold it. Wow. That would have been me if I bought that greenhouse. (laughs) Yeah, I know it would (laughs) have. Let's be honest. If you guys want to know what we're talking about, we talked about it in one of our podcasts about the Green Century home. The one before this one, I think. No, the one before before this one, because this is part two. Episode 30. One. Yeah. 30, 31. 31. 31. 31. Head hurts. <laughs> Duh. There's a lot of things talking to me right now, you guys, and it's like, it wasn't happening earlier. My ears hurt. I think it's because I was more open earlier. So if you didn't know, in the 1890s, a whole bunch of... Uh, <laughs> Italian immigrants decided to uh, fuck around and move to Louisiana. Do you know how often you say fuck around and move to? Yep. Yep. (laughs) I'm about it. I'm going to fuck around and move next month too. So, you know. You know. You know. (laughs) Anyways, the Italians came in. Hey, I'm about that. I'm Italian. Eat some bread. Got it. You're Italian. Talk loud. Gesture aggressively with our hands. What is with the Italians? What do you mean? Go on. Oh, <laughs> they just decided to go to Louisiana because they uh, also uh, were uh. on the hunt for Shrek. Okay. And um, Ow. because of the large influx of Italian immigrants, all of the people in Louisiana were like, hey, you need a bed. Hey, you need a bed. And the Italians Aye. were like, hey, yeah, I need a bed. Hey, take this cannoli. So <laughs> they ended up renting the LaLaurie mansion slash not LaLaurie mansion slash new erected <laughs> building in the property of slash. said scary place, hashlinging slasher slash slash slash, and it didn't go very well because everybody that decided to live there ended up suffering quote suffering <laughs> suffering what period <laughs> suffering period oh just no. suffering okay no suffering quote oh, oh financially oh. and health wise severely suffering financially or health wise. And in a quote from one of the Italian immigrants that moved in there, he said that the sprites in his house were going to kill him. (laughs) He's like, they're not going to stop haunting me until I'm dead. And then his friend was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some demons in his house and they're definitely not going to stop until he's dead. And uh, then he was brutally murdered in his in in his bed. So, you know, I I would the usual. I would say that is suffering health wise (laughs) substantially. Yeah, I think there's something in the house that, like, makes you feel crazy. It's, like, a very, like, asylum-y place, even though it isn't an asylum. You're so smart, Em, because they also said that of the attendees that lived there, one of them went to an asylum, one of them got financially ruined, and another one of them got brutally murdered or died. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, the one that got brutally murdered is different than the one that died there. They were before. 
Yeah, I think there's like an entity that like makes you like crazy, but I also think it might be all of the entities that are there. It makes me feel like it floats around on LaLaurie's body, but every time you look at it, the head spins and turns into something different. Wait, you see it? Yes. Okay, I thought I was going crazy at just what it makes you do. Oh, you see the head spinning too? It like glitches and turns into yes. different things. I um I don't know, there's a lot of things in the house. And Where are I see your them crystals? In dark shadows. Are your crystals over there? Yeah. You should go get some. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hang on. She's going to go get some crystals because I don't like this. I hate you, Emily, just so you know. There's not enough pizza in the world. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I told you that uh, you would hate me this month. I do. Guys. This I is some interesting content, I feel like. I'm not about this at all. But I 100% think I'm crazy seeing all of these really weird spirits because, I don't know, you're giving me some information. And I'm like, I'm just like telling you the rest of the information because it's obvious but i guess it's not obvious support for this podcast and the following message come from corient corient provides wealth management services centered around you they focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully preserve their wealth and provide for the people causes and communities they care about as one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply corner yeah you're the we're surrounding ourselves in crystals that one on the edge of the couch i don't know what else to do i'm freaked out um but yeah what i see is i see this thing you can see like its eyes but it like i see it in darkness and it eyes like flicker on and off because i think it's spinning I don't know if that makes sense to you. Mm. It's hard to describe what I'm seeing visually. I see like it glitches out with her head like going up like like she changes and then it changes into a different face. And oh, body. yeah. No, I don't see it on her. Mm. I just see it. That's disgusting. <laughs> so to add to the list of financially ruined individuals that also thought that they could fuck around and live here. What, Nicolas Cage? In 2009. <laughs> Nicholas Cage bought the why, why Nicholas Cage though? Why did he buy that place? I don't know. He was on like the treasure the treasure movie. What is that one? I mean, I know. I mean, if I was in the treasure movies, I would think I was cool enough to buy the Lalori Mansion. You just want to buy an extremely haunted place just because you're rich? Well, I just wouldn't think that I was that I would be you know, haunted yeah got you i thought i'd be too cool <laughs> nothing would be real i mean if i thought if i found like the hidden treasures of the united states in the world then i would 
probably think that I had an ego power trip too. Well, it got real real for him. What happened? After he bought the house in 2009, he went completely bankrupt and had financial ruin. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Joke's on you. Don't buy really haunted places, even if you're rich. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Spirits don't care who you are. They're still going to fuck with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so the manifestations. If you are in the building or walking by, lots of people report report that they hear tortured screams. There is rattling. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely hearing that. There is rattling in the kitchen and on the staircase. Remember we talked about the lady in the kitchen shackled to the stove? Yeah, and I feel like those both of those things are very residual. Oh, yeah, the shackle rattles for sure. But it makes me angry and that she screaming. had a woman in there. Well, I mean, I know. I mean, it all makes me angry. So the one that's very angry that Em and I both see is a black man in chains who likes to appear on the stairwell. And he's like large, like muscular, but he's like one of the most prominent spirits there that are very angry about the things that happened. He's like showing me it's not about what happened to him. It's about what happened to everyone else. And he feels like he's like this big, strong man that can stand in front of everyone and stand up for them. But he couldn't. <laughs> I mean, I know. He also is like, he has like four point restrictions with shackles. So his arms and legs are shackled, which is why he can't. <laughs> Makes me angry. Yeah. And uh, according to one of the eyewitness reports, a man was trying to go up the stairs and this man like appeared on the stairs while he was going up and this physical human white guy was like oh the audacity of this person blocking my way and decided to try and push through this person with his hand but then quickly realized that his hand went through the individual and the person vanished so good job stairwell dude that's cool cool trick um there are also according to people that stay there like when it was luxury apartments which is more modern when i say luxury apartments people have been reported to be sleeping in their room but they'll have vivid hallucinations of their how of um of their pets being killed in front of them and the term that they used was butchered so so there are hallucinations though yes okay that was that weird thing technically yes So, children are attacked by the phantom wielding the whip, which was when the place was a school. So, wait. Is the thing that looks like her the same entity that makes you feel like you're losing your mind? Yes. Okay. That makes sense. So, um, whether you are inside the house or passing by, many people have remarked saying that they hear sobs, screaming, and a feeling of nausea, even just if they're passing by. So... (laughs) and oh imagine this one children are quoted going up to their parents when they're either passing by or in the house on like the haunted tours or whatever that like to report saying that they smell burning flesh wow they they actually uh that happens (laughs) because you imagine a child walking up to you going oh auntie m i smell burning flesh I'm surprised they they would know what that would be like. Exactly. Okay. That's why it's horrifying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) Oh, one of the better ones is uh, people will hear scratching coming up from the floorboards. And then when they look, there are scratch marks in the floorboards. But when they go back to check again, they're gone. Remember there is people buried under the house? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Disgusting. 
<laughs> Ugh, we went through the intimidating man on the stairs. Um, oh, this is a real good one. There is a pale black-haired woman who likes to choke people while they sleep. Again, same entity. But fret not, because if supposedly there is an apparition of a man who's shortly behind this evil, wretched woman who stops her from killing you. Who not was all- that? <laughs> Sorry. I have no idea. I feel like he might be one of the people that helped construct the new building and knew that there was a haunting there. So he was one of the advocates of that this place can still be used. I feel like he was very religious. Got you. So that's why he like haunts the place, but like in a good way. Yeah. Because he's like, let's not let fear consume us because this place can still be okay. Just even though it was bad at one point. Don't let its atrocities define you or it. Sorry. What do you think? The thing in there really doesn't like that man. Well, yeah, because he stops it. He like, it like tries to like take him into the shadows. Mm, Yeah, but the man's too cool. I mean, I know, but it's like really a weird thing. Gross. Our crystals are still in place. Uh (laughs) All right. So, oh, named apparitions like to go up to people and show them their scars. (laughs) Huh. Could you imagine, like, a limbless woman bobbing up to you and she's like, hey, have you seen my legs? I'm sorry, that's horrible. Hey, I'm a spirit, first of all. That that, that doesn't make you uncomfortable. If God. that doesn't make you uncomfortable. Ugh. I think it, like, little kids, when they have, like, scars, they're like, I got this one from fighting a bear. Chicks dig scars. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, that's horrible. Gotta get some sort of humor in here, but it's also not funny. Isn't that what comedy is? Just making fun of the horrible things in the world to Mm -hmm. make it less stressful? It is. Okay. (sighs) (sighs) He's not that big. He's got to make him look small. Big and small. (laughs) He's got, like, clown energy. Disgusting. But, like, really weird clown energy. There was also a report from a woman who said that she woke up in the middle of the night to see an apparition of a woman with long back hair bent over her child's crib, whispering to it. Fuck no. Same thing. Fuck no. That's the, like... I would burn everything. Sweet nonsense is nope, what it's telling me. to burn Sweet. everything It's like, down. Um, burn like it down. trying to hypnotize things. Burn it all down. Burn it all down. <laughs> It'll still be there. Doors and windows like to open and close by themselves, whether you are in the house or outside of the house. And um, one time there was a tour guide outside and the lights, like the street lights and lamps and stuff were off. But when the tour guide mentioned Leah, the girl that fell off of the roof, um, all of the lights went on at her name. And then once she ended the story and said her name again, all of the lights went off. So interesting. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, people have reported seeing, waking up from a sleep, and seeing Madame LaLaurie staring at them from the end of the bed or into the corner well, of the room. that's a good one. I'm going to do that when I'm a spirit. God, if you fucking do that, Emily, I I'm will. I'm going to die before you so I can do that for you. Burn everything. <laughs> I already do it to you at work, so. <laughs> this. Just you're not asleep. Gusting. You came lurking around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Came lurking behind <laughs> your computer screen. God. (laughs) And then the last one is oftentimes people will see a girl sitting in the fountain and crying. And that is Leah because she fell right where the fountain is in the courtyard today. And that's the story of the LaLaurie Mansion. A1 
horrible human being for your spoopy tober. What about the uh, cathedral? Oh, I forgot. Okay, so this is why I wanted to do this story. Not only because it's super fucked up, and I guess that's what people like. <laughs> I don't know. But because I was listening to a podcast about the St. Louis Cathedral Basilica. And not only is there like a super cool priest guy that haunts the place um, who ended up giving proper burials to people who were wrongfully killed when the Spanish took over French Louisiana because after the Seven Years' War, the King of France lost to Spain and as a settlement basically signed over the rights of French Louisiana to the Spanish, but didn't tell Louisiana that they were now owned by the Spanish. So when Spanish, like, I don't know, people came there and were like, hey, we own you now. All of the French people that lived in Louisiana were like, prove it. And they like unfolded or written on napkin, like cocktail napkin out of their thing and was like, look, see your king, you know, signed you guys over to us. So give me all your, I don't know, gummy bears. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And the French Louisianans were like, fuck you. And they had a big old scuffle about it. And at one point, there were three revolutionaries that were fighting for the side of France that ended up dying. And the Spanish, you know, like, I don't know, military dude was like, they're not getting proper burials. And back then, that was like a no-no because everyone was religious. And if you didn't get a proper burial, then you wouldn't go to heaven. So in the middle of the night... While it was basically monsooning in the middle of Louisiana, this priest came outside and snuck out and gave a proper burial to each three of the French civil rights guys, basically, so that they would go to heaven. So now he's one of the guys that haunts the um, basilica, as well as the three guys that he buried, I guess, like hang out with him, kind of like his protectors, which is so cute, it makes me want to cry. But they threw in... That according to the people that work at the Basilica and that go there, in addition to those spirits, they also see Madame LaLaurie there, which is wild to me. Because if you guys don't know, we've done a couple other podcasts where like souls are afraid to cross over because the things that they've done in this life, they don't want to have to deal with the people that they killed or I guess like they don't want to have to, um, I forget what it's called like face God they don't want to face judgment from God because of the things that they've done so I find it interesting that Madame LaLaurie haunts the St. Louis Basilica in Louisiana because I believe she got married there during one of her marriages at least so why is she there because Em and I have already said that we don't think that she's the spirit that looks like her in her house-ish type thing because that's the dark thing and em's like yeah she's not gonna go there because like the people that show you that they've been mutilated will literally kill her especially that dude that's on the stairs yeah that's why she doesn't want to go back there is because all of those other spirits very much do not like her but i think she resides there with that white woman that i was explaining earlier but why is the white woman there like, I get that she's too much of a fucking pussy to go to heaven because I would fuck her shit up, too. So it's like the white woman is going to, f- like, I don't know, figure out what to do with her. I know that sounds weird. That's so weird. I don't get it. But, like, she she has been sent to help the soul figure out its whatever. But it's, like, a very spiritual thing, and it's very hard for me to understand, and this woman does not want to dumb it down for me. I think it's, like... 
she's too afraid to face God. So she has to be tormented by all of the people that are good that actually believe in God. Like people go there every day to worship and be closer to God. And she's like, you are the farthest thing from, from God. So we're going to like, it's like when you give holy water to like something that's like possessed, it like makes them hiss or something. So now she's like sitting there. I mean, do you see the woman in white? <sighs> kind of. She looks like the white witch from Narnia, but ah. she's not as skinny and her dress goes out to the side left and right like very far in like almost a rectangular fashion. It's not like one of the ones where the butt was really far out to the back. It's like left and right is really big. Yeah. And she also floats, but she has slippers on her feet. I don't know. Will she talk to you? I don't want to talk to her. She's scary. You're not scary. The other lady is scary. They're all scary. (laughs) This lady isn't like dark. Fucking stranger danger scary Terry. I have a hard time talking to things, but. I think that since she's too scared to go to to, like be judged by God and face the people she wronged. They brought it to her. Yes. And now she's, it's like, okay, so there's a story called Stingy Jack, which is the story of the, the jack-o'-lantern. So in Irish folklore, there was a guy nicknamed Stingy Jack, and basically all he did was drink his life away. And because of his bad habits and kind of like sinning behavior, the devil wanted to go like see him and like hang out with him and be like, you're cool. But what ended up happening was Stingy Jack... I guess ended up like outsmarting the devil by putting him in a tree and then placing a coin under it, something like that. But the devil was pissed that he got outsmarted by Stingy Jack. But because Stingy Jack lived such a sinful life when he got to Heaven's Gate, he was, you know, taken away from going to heaven. But a part of the pact or something with the devil was Stingy Jack basically sold his soul to the devil. So when God refused to take him to heaven the devil also refused him of hell and said instead of going to hell you're not even worthy of that since you wronged me you are going to be forced to wander the earth for the rest of eternity as a soul and the only thing you have to light your way is a light and a gourd so that was the story of the jack-o'-lantern aka stingy jack so i feel that since madame Lalaurie is too much of a coward to face god and the people she wronged and learn from her mistakes spiritually she's going to be forced to reside within the saint louis basilica for the rest of her days as close to god as possible until she either decides to cross over or be like burned spiritually every day by people that are good yeah i think this woman is going to help her do that but like she's like her guard She's not a guard. She's like the person that is going to help her learn the lessons because she doesn't want to learn the lessons. So the way they're telling me is like you say the rest of her days. It's a lot different when you're in spirit because you're outside of time. So it's not really an eternity to us, like millions of years. It's like a few seconds for them. Yeah, she's being spiritually scolded, but in a different way. Yes, because she refuses to move somewhere else they brought like a balance to her to help whatever because the the universe doesn't like things to be unbalanced she is unbalanced the universe is bringing balance to her they're not gonna let her get away with it (laughs) because she was horrible 
It's not even a they. It's just it. It just isn't is like a state of being. I get it, but that's but yeah. what this woman is coming in for. But it's in a very hard to understand way as a human being. Mm. And I guess when people see her in the basilica, she's like asking them for help too. So. So yeah, how is this haunted? How is what haunted the basilica? Yeah, is the. It's like the oldest building in... Are there other things that are in there? Yeah. Like what? There's another priest who I guess wasn't as cool as the guy that I was telling you about. I'm sorry, I don't have names. But um, I think the first one was a capuchin priest. If that helps you find his name. Who's the one that helped bury the three um, French, Louisiana French... There's little girls that are there. I think so. I think there was a couple deaths of little girls on the ground. I mean, this place was built and they then it hang out with each other and then it fell apart and then it was built again. And then there was repairs and then there was additions and then more repairs and ca- hurricane Katrina. There was another hurricane like in the 17 or 1800s that hurt it too. Jesus is missing a thumb and a pinky finger. <laughs> it was a very happy place. Yeah. I don't think it's super bad, but there's this one, um, I don't is know. there like an organ in there? There is. Someone plays the organ. Yeah, there's Who a plays guy the organ? who's one of the priests. And during Christmas time, when all of the people go in for like holiday mass, like Easter and Christmas, he will sing the Kyra, Kyrie. I don't know. Some sort of like religious hymn, Got and people you. hear him singing it. What's and I think he might play the organ too. <laughs> That's fun. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's not all bad. So. Yeah, no, the church is great. There's no dark things in there. Yeah, I don't feel like there's very many dark things. I think things. people are just like off put because uh, the souls there are still jamming. Still jamming? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Madame LaLaurie, you're welcome. That was a heart attack for me to get through. <laughs> yeah, she really doesn't like talking about it, which is like really funny to me because she could like she chose the most scary thing possible, and she's little flower child Liv. And I literally just chose, like, a ship and Dracula. <laughs> and she's like, this guy, this girl is worse than Dracula. And I'm like, okay, why, you also have to edit this, so now you have to go through it a third time. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, have fun with that. I don't know. It just is way, I don't know. It's It's so much scarier to me because, like you said, I'm a flower child, so I really hate, like torture and stuff like that yeah especially yeah, torture is really hard for me too especially for like slaves i'm just like a leo yeah i want to take care of everyone everybody at all times so yeah makes me angry did you guys enjoy this spooky story if you did and have your own spooky stories we would love to hear them so, if you guys want to submit your stories for a chance to get featured in one of our future podcasts during our listeners episode, go to metapsychics.com, go to the extras tab and you can submit your stories. It should also be in the show notes, my dude. And if you guys haven't already heard, we have opened up Patreon, so if you want extra bonus content, Make sure to check us out on Patreon. And if you guys want a reading, we got that. We got TikTok. We got all this other crap. So if you want more of Meta Psychics, go check it out. Guys, if we reach one of our tier goals for Meta Psychics, we're going to get a P.O. box. 
She's mostly just concerned about getting a P.O. box. I'm so excited. <laughs> so that we can do fan mail stuff. Oh, I'm so excited. All right. You think it's safe to take the crystals down now? Probably oh. not. I'm not scared of that thing. Oh, it's head spins. He's got, he's like, like, I don't know, one of those weird things from Scooby-Doo. That's the way that I'm seeing him now. Emma's the opposite of me. That is why we are the compliment of each like, other. I am very much not afraid of dark things. And I don't know why. I used to be afraid of dark things. And now I'm like. Oh, well, if there's no difference between good and evil, then I shouldn't be scared of dark things because they're there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? We are your meta sidekicks. Oh, wow. We're gonna breach the crystal wall. God. <laughs> it's gotta be a circle. <laughs> it's an oval. <laughs> We're not safe. The sea rhinoceroses. Wow. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.